to the Redeemed Evangelical Mission, Trem, Atlanta. This is a place where we gather together in quality praise and worship of the true and living God. Equipped with the world of God for growth and fellowship with one another. God bless you as you listen to this message. Tonight we have two double barrel speakers, powerful speakers that I believe that will, will prepare us and challenge us, motivate us and launch us into where God has always prepared for us. We are glad to have in this house this evening to speak for us, to us first, the Lion of Zimbabwe. <laughs> All the way from Zimbabwe, Bishop Tudor Bismarck is not a new person to Kingdom Life Conference. We are so glad that he's able to make it. When I was inviting them, I, was, I, I wasn't too sure because of the COVID restrictions, but I'm so glad that he's able to come. Celebrate, celebrate him. It's not easy. It's not easy. And, and I mean it with all my heart. If you ask all the, the... If you ask all... When I was planning on inviting you, I was wondering, am I really doing the right thing? With this, all the things happening around the world, but I'm glad that you are able to make it. Let's join me and welcome to the microphone, Bishop Tudor Bismarck. being cooked by a 90-year-old woman was activating a thousand-year blessing to feed her children in the desert day and night for 40 years. Is that it? Put your hands together and praise the Lord, somebody. Let about 500 women clap your hands and give God praise. And brothers, don't let the women do it on their own. Join in a resounding praise. Everybody watching online, join uh, Bishop Mike, Bishop Peace, and Trem with the praise wherever you are around the world. All the Trim members around the world, all the world wishes from New Zealand to Hawaii, join us as we praise the Lord for His excellent glory, for His exceeding glory, because He has done great things. Father, we thank you so much. We give you praise and glory in the name of Jesus. Give somebody a high five or a high fist or an elbow and say we love you. Amen. Cameraman, please can you put the camera on Chi-Chi there? Come on, take off your mask. Let them see that you still look the same. Come on, Chi-Chi. In fact, you should say something on the steps here. Just, just say something, amen. As you can see, I'm looking after her. In February, we will be 40 years married. 
praise the Lord. Amen. I just want to give God praise and glory. I want to thank Him for bringing us through. We had a wonderful uh, year this year. Um, we had, uh, we became grandparents. Isn't that awesome? Um, <laughs> I think everybody knows Dream. We had, he had twins. And so God gave us a double blessing. Amen. So I want to thank God. Uh, before I sit down, I want to greet uh, the father of this house, the angel of this house, Bishop Mike Akonkwa Papa. I had to come to just hug you. Amen. <laughs> Even if I go back tomorrow just to hug you. And Bishop Peace, we want to say thank you so much for allowing us to be here. And this wonderful house, Trim. Amen. Congratulations on 40 years. 40 years of faithfulness. Amen. I want to encourage everyone, encourage people to come back to church, to be present in the house of the Lord is the most amazing thing because we release so much and we need to fill the house with God's presence. Amen. Each one of us counts for something. We must never ever think that we don't carry something that God needs us to bring to his house. So I'm going to encourage everyone, let's fill the house, amen. Fill the house with joy, fill the house with faithfulness, fill the house with truth, fill the house with wisdom and understanding. May the Lord be praised, amen and amen. Hallelujah. It truly is a joy to be with Bishop Kwankwo and Bishop Peter Kwankwo and Trem. God bless you all so much. Uh, let's go to Revelation chapter 21. And let's read verse number one. Revelation chapter number 21. And let's read verse number one. And I saw a new heaven and a new earth, colon, for the first heaven and the first earth were passed away semicolon and there was no sea verse 2 and I John saw the holy city the new Jerusalem coming down from God out of heaven prepared as a bride adorned for her husband father we thank you for your words and adding a blessing to this word and adding a blessing to this conference in Jesus name and everybody said amen. amen for a few minutes today I'm going to be teaching or preaching maybe both on the subject the glory of new things the glory of new things. The book of Revelation begins 
by John the Apostle. He starts the book by stating in Revelation chapter number 1 and verse 1, the revelation of Jesus Christ. And so there is no, uh, shouldn't be too much debate on what the book of Revelation is about. Because he states in 1-1 that the book is the revelation of Jesus Christ. And so the word revelation literally means to unveil. To unveil. The word revelation also means to uncover with the connotation or implication of lifting a veil. Lifting a veil. The apostle said in 13 of Iowa, of 1 Corinthians in the middle, now we see through a glass darkly or we are behind a veil but soon face to face the veil will be lifted and so many things that exist right above us right around us there are many many things that are just above us in terms of things that are yet to be invented they have to be revealed or they have to be unveiled or they have to be uncovered you are literally a millisecond away from a revelation that potentially is life-changing potentially has the ability to change the entire human family the entire country of Lagos the great continent of Africa the word revelation means uh, also is a word apocalypse the word apocalypse leans towards to heal, to bring new life. It also means to make clear, to bring clarity. Because it's very difficult, sisters and brothers, to communicate uh, to an individual who doesn't speak the language that you're comfortable with and you don't understand it, the language that they're comfortable with. Both individuals have the same intentions and desire. There needs to be a clear communication linguistically. And so the apocalypse means to heal a breakdown of communication. To heal. The word apocalypse also means to reveal a presence. Because in John's day, with great persecution in the church, there were many having church and they had to be reminded that in every gathering, Jesus is in every gathering. If there's two or three, Jesus is in the midst. There are prevalent laws that make your gatherings illegal. You could be uh, captured, put into prisons in some cases hauled away to a Colosseum in Ephesus or Colosse or Rome where you'll be fed to lions and, and given 
for sports to gladiators to kill. But the word apocalypse was clear that there is a presence. Shout, there is a presence. That was very boring, but it's okay. It's Monday. Uh, in this service, we are so honored to have the astute brethren of Trem here. I recognize many. It's nice to have you here. It's nice to have many individuals behind masks. I can recognize one or two and so on. But in our presence is His Royal Highness, the Lord Jesus Christ. He's here somewhere. He's here somewhere. Uh, he likes Chichi, so I got a feeling he might be sitting next to Chichi or, or Bishop Peace. But he's here. And he has not come here uh, to, to eat Banku or snail. He has come here to do business, to do something new, to address your issue, to provide your need, to, to open a door because he is a door. I feel like preaching here today. And so his royal highness, the king of kings is with us today. So apocalypse means his presence. And so the Bible talks about Jesus in his presence. He sits on the throne and there are many, but the throne of grace is what we generally can appeal to as believers. So we can find grace and mercy to help in time of need. And so when we're dealing with new things, it is needful then to go to the beginning. Genesis chapter number 1 verse 1. I started with Revelation 21. I'm going to Genesis. In the beginning, in other words, this beginning is relevant to us. There was nothing happening to our knowledge before that. There are hints in the scriptures that imply that God was doing different things and we know based on his character that he probably was. But in the beginning, God created the heaven, not heaven, the heaven, which is multi-levels and the earth. And then God begins to deal with the earth. And so that beginning began a new era. And it was glory. Yes. It was glory, yes. Isaiah saw the Lord high and lifted up his train for the temple. And the seraphim were saying one to another, Holy, holy is the Lord. The whole earth is full of his glory. So when God created the heaven and the earth, the heaven is his throne, the earth is his footstool. And so God breathed into the earth glory because the earth is full of his glory. And the way we activate God's glory is by intense worship. Those young people were phenomenal singing here. They increased the level of anointing. And what the increase of worship does, it increases the level of anointing. And the higher the anointing in a place, the greater the opportunity for the glory to manifest. Because the earth is full of his glory. 
I need a few people to at least say amen. Thank you so much. And so, in the beginning when God creates, He starts with new things. Everything we have here had a beginning. It was once new. It was once new. And in its new state, carried in its new state a sense of glory. And so the book of Genesis then is the glory of new beginnings. And since Genesis deals with new beginnings, we have both logical beginnings and we have rationale beginnings. Different message. The book of Exodus is the glory that deals with deliverance and departure. The glory of deliverance and departure. And how glorious was that departure and how glorious was that deliverance. The book of Leviticus deals with the glory of the priesthood and worship. Because it is in this book that with specificity God releases how he wants to be approached and how he wants to be worshipped and how they, the children of Israel, can access his glory and how legitimately he can dispense from his glory in the holiest of holies through the Ark of the Covenant, the blessing that's unprecedented. The book of Leviticus is the glory of the priesthood and worship where the priest brings a sacrifice, where the priest brings an offering. And in reciprocation to what the priest brings, God then adds a blessing to the said believer. Shout, Father, accept my worship. Say, I offer the sacrifice of praise. Now, when you do that, your offering is accepted by the Lord. Uh, sometime in the service you will have a an opportunity to bring an offering of your substance whatever that's going to be tonight in numbers 11 for example he told them you will eat meat not for one day not for five days not for 10 days not for 20 days but you will eat meat day and night for 30 days he said I'm gonna do something I've never done before I'm gonna bless you in a way I've never blessed you before and also in the book of Numbers, regardless of the fact that people sinned against God and agitated God and irritated him, he brought a new method of healing. He brought a serpent of brass on a rod, which was Christ being lifted in the wilderness. And through a new system, he healed them. Because in Exodus 15, 6, 26, he said, I am the Lord that healeth thee. But now he needed an application of them to apply faith. It's a new thing because without faith, it is impossible to please God. If you are sick, you have to go and look at the serpent. And when you do that by faith, you'll get a new experience in God. It's glorious. The book of Deuteronomy then is the book of the glory of promises the glory of promises there are so many promises in the book of Deuteronomy 
he promises them for example in chapter number eight he says i'm going to bless you with so many things in so many ways don't forget me when i bless you he says i'm going to give you houses i'm going to give you wealth he says when you are blessed please do not forget me in Gen in deuteronomy 16 16 he blesses there with feasts and says don't come empty with uh, when you come to the feasts because of what i want to release in your life in deuteronomy 28 there's the blessings that he releases in 28 in 29 uh he verse 30 he says i set before you heaven and uh heaven and earth to record against you life and death blessing and cursing choose life that you and your children may live and so it's the glorious book of promises and it is here that god recaptures and assigns aligns his people ready to possess the promised land the book of joshua deals with the glorious entry into the promise that god made abraham 1000 years before and it was a new experience and so when when sin comes to be a part of of the human agency as was the case with noah god found noah and god flooded the earth and destroyed all human beings but one man found grace with god and because he found grace and favor with god god was going to build a new settlement a new generation a new people and after god spoke to noah he went straight to the place where they sold timber to build the ark mrs noah becomes a beneficiary of that grace his three sons ham shem and japheth and their wives become beneficiaries of that grace and so for you as a woman as a man as a family because you have found grace and because you have a new experience in god someone closely related to you maybe not even that closely related to you will find what you have and enjoy what you enjoy you've got to say amen one of the greatest doors that can ever open for a human being when god opens a new door for you pray that that door opens to seven other doors because if you have a door that opens and it's just one door linear with one thing that god going to do that gets finished quickly oh but if god opens a new door for you and you step out and suddenly facing you there are seven different doors the devil is a liar 2022 is fast approaching there are going to be so many doors opening for you you're gonna feel like you on a roller coaster because of what god is going to do shout new doors are about to open the grace of noah guaranteed him that he would have a soft landing 
and his soft landing was on a mountain that God had chosen. God has chosen a mountain for you. You have been through much, so much hell. People sitting here, you have lost so much in the last two years. And you're still not sure which direction you're going. But I came from Zimbabwe with a simple little message to tell somebody here, you are about to land on a mountain that God has chosen for you. And when you land on that mountain through you, a new thing begins. A new civilization begins. A new people group begins. Nations begin from new. New sacrifices come from you. Shout the glory of new things. Amen, amen, amen. Sisters and brothers, no matter what's going on around the world, people going crazy, of which I really don't understand. Uh, Nigeria has experienced this, so has Zimbabwe. Banks have gone down under. People have lost money. Governments have come and gone. Universities have come, some have shut down. Hospitals that were are no longer. In Ethiopia, we passed through yesterday. Hotel we like to go to was a very popular hotel for years. It's gone under. But, but regardless of what's gone under, uh, social uh, groups, people groups have gone under. And regardless of what the church globally has been through, the church has not gone under. With the least money, with the least support, with no legislation or legalistic system to send members of the church. How many of you here as a member of this church ever got an invoice from the, the treasury to say you owe the church a hundred naira? We don't give invoices. We, we are here at the behest of your generosity. You are intelligent people. You know this costs money. You know this costs money. I'm taking the screen. I don't know what I is going to use when, I, when he comes. I'm taking this with me. I'm taking that with me. Amen. Uh, church is bullying across the road. They are piggybacking on Bishop. But again, all of these things here is out of the generosity of people. But banks, they go under, newspapers go under, political parties go under, uh, agendas go under, but the church is still standing. All over the world, the church is still standing. And we don't intend to go anywhere. In fact, we are serving notice that we are only going to get better and better. Our worship is going to get stronger and more intense. I need somebody to say amen. In 2022, we are going to give more than we've ever given. We are going to worship harder than we've ever worshipped. You are going to see us dance like we've never danced. I feel a new rejoicing coming in this house. Say yes. Shout, I'm not going anywhere. By the grace and 
by the glory of God I am going to exceeding glory I'm going from faith to faith and I'm climbing from glory to another glory if the old thing was glorious how much more the new thing that God is going to do give someone a high-five and say the glory of new things the glory of new things something new is about to happen somewhere about now I'm gonna feel like praising because God's about to do something 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 new clap your hands if you believe it take a seat two minutes two minutes keep it down Chami put your hands up if you are buying a new house it might not be a new house it might be a house that was built in 1974 by somebody else the person that built that house whatever has happened to them they they have decided or the family or the trust they decided to put that property up for sale but for you it's a new house <laughs> say I'm about to get a new house yeah, I'm about to get a new house it might not be in Victoria Island it might not be it might be in Maryland it might be uh, somewhere between uh, Ibadan and wherever it might be in the middle of the bush somewhere in Bealsa State Kenny Kenny is here somewhere for people around you they may not regard that as a new house but tell your neighbor say but for me it's a new house I feel new houses in the room I'm now in Deuteronomy 20 and verse 5 the officers shall speak to the people saying what man that hath built a new house shout a new house is coming I said shout a new house is coming and has not dedicated that house tell that man he must not go to war until he occupies and dedicates that house and so for about 75% of the people in this room you're about to get a new house which means that for at least one year there will not be demonic activity pounding your life and bothering you night and day because God has called for a ceasefire it is your right to get a new house and if you don't have a new house just get a room in your existing house and make that a new room and say this is the house of the Lord 
where I will be praying for the next year. Create an opportunity for God to bless you. Give a lady a high five. Say, I see a new house and an end to the war for one year. Oh, I feel like preaching here. Amen. He says in Deuteronomy 22 and verse number 8, when you build a new house, you shall make a battlement area. So I want the devil to know, I know what nonsense he is up to. The old house I had was built by somebody else, but this one that I'm building, and it's a new one by the way, the first thing I'm putting there is a battle station. I'm putting in bazookas. I'm going to have tanks and rockets. I'm going to have RPGs in there. Amen. I'll have sticks and fan belts. I'll have a knuckle duster to break any devil that tries to come in my way. Because I'm ready for war. If I'm strong enough to build a new house, I'm strong enough to defend my house. So it's time now for you as Trem, for you around the world to declare the new house and the new battle station are ready. We're ready for what God is going to do. Shout, it's a new house. The Bible says in Deuteronomy 25, when a man has taken a new wife, he shall not go to war neither shall he be charged with any business he has to stay at home so that he can keep his honey happy and so i'm declaring with me and chichi coming to our 40th anniversary we have a new marriage we've never been to 40 years before so next year i'm taking time off just to make her happy i'm taking her around the world flying her first class what she wants she can have because my job is to keep her happy but also it's not just talking about marriage if you marry something that is a new business there will be no war while you are building that business in marrying that new business if you are marrying in a partnership in a business going somewhere there will be no war for one year if you are building a church and you are marrying that ministry there's no war for one year and the bible says money will come to you in that time i feel marriages all over this room not a man and a woman but relationships beyond that i feel marriages in this room coming to everybody in the name of jesus here comes a marriage that's bringing an end to wars and access to money and unions of blessing shout it's a new thing clap your hands if your hands and shall fall at your right side a thousand are about to fall with the new weapon with the new tool with the
enemies break the enemies back the Lord is about to win battles with you come on wave that weapon the weapons of our warfare are not carnal but mighty through God by bringing down the enemy clap your hands everybody Someone say praise the Lord. Clap your hands to the Lord. Nehemiah 10 and verse 43. They were dedicating Jerusalem. And the Bible says, For the children of Israel and the children of Levi were commanded to bring for the dedication corn and of new wine. Say no more weeping. No more weeping. It's time for a harvest. They that have gone forth in tears shall come back with joy. Bringing their sheaves with him. Shout no more crying. Shout no more pain. Shout it's new healing. Shout new healing. Shout no sorrow. New happiness. Shout no anxiety, great anticipation. Shout no lack, new supply. Shout no famine, new harvest. Shout no humiliation, but new exaltation. Shout God is lifting me up. Shout no fear, but new faith. Shout no more dryness, but glory. Exceeding glory, exceeding glory. Here I come with glory in my wings. I'm climbing higher to a place of glory. I don't want the bronze medal. I don't want the silver medal. I'm getting a gold medal for being a survivor. And what I've been through, I believe God that this is the day that the Lord has made. It's a new day. It's my day. It's my opportunity. So clap your hands and give him praise. Praise him for new things. Praise him for great things. Give God a praise, everybody. blessing on every woman and every man on all those watching online wherever you are the UK some in Europe where you're going into another lockdown 
for whatever crazy reason, Australia, New Zealand, the US, maybe Felix and his team in Johannesburg for the losses that you guys have had. I want you to gather the atmosphere now and start claiming new things. Start claiming new things. All of you in this august assembly, start claiming new things. Start claiming new things. Start claiming new things. I need that building. I, I need that building. Father, do a new thing. A new thing. The way you removed Korah, Tatham and Abiram, you did a new thing. You told Isaiah, I'm doing a new thing. You said to Micah, a new thing a virgin will conceive. Do a new thing for me. Now I want you to pray the prayer I'm praying, but use your name and I want you to say it seven times. Heavenly Father, do a new thing for Tudor. Seven times. Heavenly Father, do a new thing for Tudor. Heavenly Father, do a new thing for Tudor. Heavenly Father, do a new thing for Tudor. Do a new thing for Tudor and Chichi. Do a new thing. Now clap your hands and praise the Lord. Thank God for it. Thank God for it. We give him the praise. We give you the praise, Lord. We give you the praise. Thank you for listening to another message. God's blessing be with you now and forever. For counseling, email trem at tremusa.org. Remain blessed.